Hello and welcome to the July 30th episode of 10, my name is Ryan and I will be your host today. Today I will report to you on some of the most interesting news from around the world such as the US economy contracting at a 32.9% annual rate from April through June in its worst drop on record, Apple's iPhone 12 will be delayed until at least October, NASA launches their Perseverance rover to Mars, and much more. In our first story of the day, the U.S. economy contracted at a 32.9% annual rate from April through June, its worst drop on record, the Bureau of Economic Analysis said Thursday. Business ground to a halt during the pandemic lockdown in the spring of this year, and America plunged into its first recession in 11 years, putting an end to the longest economic expansion in U.S. history and wiping out five years of economic gains in just a few months. A recession is commonly defined as two consecutive quarters of declining gross domestic product, the broadest measure of the economy. Between January and March, GDP declined by an annualized rate of 5%. But this is no ordinary recession. The combination of public health and economic crises is unprecedented, and numbers cannot fully convey the hardships millions of Americans are facing. In April, more than 20 million American jobs vanished as businesses closed in most of the country was under stay-at-home orders. It was the biggest drop in jobs since record-keeping began more than 80 years ago. Claims for unemployment benefits skyrocketed and have still not recovered to pre-pandemic levels. While the labor market has been rebounding since states began to reopen, bringing millions back to work, the country is still down nearly 15 million jobs since February. Next week's July jobs report is expected to show another 2.3 million jobs added. That would bring the unemployment rate down to 10.3 percent, still higher than during the worst period of the financial crisis. In more economic news, President Donald Trump said Wednesday he wants the next coronavirus relief package to be very generous with direct stimulus payments to Americans that are potentially more than $1,200. The president didn't elaborate on how much he's eyeing for the direct payments. When he left the White House earlier in the day, Trump said his priorities for this next relief measure are those payments and an eviction moratorium. He said Congress can take care of other issues later, acknowledging that Republicans and Democrats are so far apart on other major issues. The Senate Republican stimulus plan released Monday proposes up to $1,200 per person for those with an income of up to $75,000. Democrats passed legislation in May that also includes $1,200 in direct payments, with a similar structure to what was implemented in March. Negotiators from both parties signaled Wednesday, however, that they made no progress on a deal when they met for a third time this week. In more economic news following the coronavirus outbreak, Google parent company Alphabet warned in last quarter that it was expecting to see the impact of coronavirus in the second quarter results, and it did. The company saw its first revenue decline in its history. But it managed to beat Wall Street's revenue expectations. Total revenue for the quarter was $38.3 billion, versus the $37.4 billion expected, but that marks a 2% decline from the second quarter of 2019. One bright spot was YouTube, where advertising revenue rose to $3.81 billion, from $3.6 billion last year. Google's cloud division saw rising revenue as well to $3.01 billion from $2.1 billion in a year-ago quarter. Additionally, Ford Motor performed far better than Wall Street expected during the second quarter, even beating its own expectations as the coronavirus caused rolling shutdowns of its plants across the globe. The company was profitable, 
reported less operational losses than expected and has already started repaying against credit lines it drew down earlier this year to manage through the coronavirus pandemic. The company managed to report a net profit of $1.1 billion during the second quarter, including a $3.5 billion gain on a previous investment in autonomous vehicle startup Argo AI. Both Ford and GM roughly doubled their automotive debt to $30 billion during the first quarter to help bolster their balance sheets and get through the COVID crisis. GM said Wednesday it expects to repay a $16 billion revolving credit line it drew down in March by the end of the year. In technology news, during Apple's Q3 2020 earnings call today, the CFO of Apple confirmed that the release of this year's iPhone 12 will be slightly later than usual. This is a rare confirmation and acknowledgement of delays on Apple's part. This year, Apple currently expects the new iPhones to come several weeks later. The iPhone 11 and iPhone 11 Pro were released on September 20th last year. A three-week delay this year would mean the iPhone 12 lineup could be released in mid-October at the earliest. Apple's confirmation that the iPhone 12 will come later than usual is an unprecedented announcement by the company. In the past, Apple has refused to even acknowledge that a new iPhone is coming, let alone confirm any sort of details about a release date or delays. This year, Apple is expected to release four different iPhone 12 models, each of which will feature 5G connectivity and OLED displays. Apple will release one 5.4-inch iPhone 12 model, two 6.1-inch models, and a 6.7-inch model. The differentiating factors between each of these models will primarily be the camera technology. In sports news, after a new agreement between the National Basketball Players Association and NBA, players will receive a $2.5 million insurance benefit in the event of a career-ending injury. The NBA Players Association had been pushing for a raise in the permanent disability policy that previously paid out approximately $312,000 in these cases. The insurance covers career-ending injuries sustained on and off the court, including complications caused by COVID-19. The payment would be in addition to money owed on contracts and include all active players up to 35 years old. In NFL news, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers keep adding help for Tom Brady. On Thursday, the team reportedly signed veteran running back LeSean McCoy to a one-year deal. McCoy's yards per carry average fell from 4.0 in 2017 to 3.2 in 2018 before the Bills moved on. He's also third among active players in total touches, so he has a lot of mileage on his body. In more coronavirus-related economic news, more than $21.5 billion in past due rent is looming over Americans struggling to make ends meet. Without a solution soon, the likely result will be a staggering surge in homelessness unlike anything we have seen. The unprecedented amount of back rent is not a macroeconomic game-changer, but for renters, it's catastrophic. Very few people will be able to pay this back. Over the spring and early summer, as unemployment surged to levels unseen since the aftermath of the 1930s Great Depression, a patchwork of federal, state and local eviction bans kept renters in their homes. On Friday, the eviction ban that covered the third of renters in buildings with mortgages backed by the federal government lapsed. The rent deferred over four months is now due, as is all the rent where local and state moratoria on evictions have also ended. And in our final economic story, roughly 35% of small business owners in a survey said they have needed to tap their own funds, via a personal credit card and slash or savings, for example, to help prop up their business in the months since the coronavirus whacked the U.S. economy.
Other sources serving as a lifeline included business credit cards or a business savings account, and loans, including through the Paycheck Protection Program. Altogether, 70% in the survey said they have leaned on one or more of those sources to remain in business since the coronavirus pandemic began. In public health news, considered by many observers to be the leader in the hunt for a coronavirus vaccine, Moderna has apparently settled on a price for its potential blockbuster product. The company aims to sell its vaccine at roughly $50 to $60 per two-dose treatment course. That price applies to relatively prosperous countries such as the U.S. There is currently no market for vaccines to prevent coronavirus and slash or COVID-19, the disease it causes, as no vaccine candidates have yet been approved for such use. Moderna's vaccine, despite its relatively advanced development, only just entered phase three clinical trials on Monday. The companies leading in the vaccine race for the coronavirus and COVID-19 are divided on whether or not to earn a profit for their work. Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca have said they will not, at least in the initial phases of vaccination, while Moderna, Pfizer, and Merck plan to do so. And in our final story of the day, the Perseverance rover and its Ingenuity helicopter are finally on the journey to Mars. The spacecraft carrying the rover and helicopter successfully launched to Mars Thursday morning from Cape Canaveral, Florida. After traveling through space for about seven months, Perseverance is scheduled to land at Jezero Crater on Mars on February 18, 2021. The Mars 2020 mission launch occurs after nearly a decade of hard work and planning by thousands of engineers, scientists and specialists at NASA centers across the country and their commercial partners. It is one of three missions that will have launched to Mars this summer. That's because opportunities to launch to Mars occur every 26 months when the Earth and Mars are in alignment on the same side of the Sun, allowing for shorter trip times and less fuel. It is NASA's ninth mission to land on the Red Planet and its fifth rover. Perseverance's design and new capabilities build on lessons learned from previous rovers. This rover is designed to act as an astrobiologist, studying an intriguing site on Mars for signs of ancient life. That is all for today's episode of 10. Thank you for listening and have a great day.